0: Thank you for listening to our Atrium Health Central Division podcast created just for you, the medical staff. This is hosted by myself, Saj Joy, CMO for the Central Division, and uh, my partner in crime, Dr. Drew Herman, CMO for Levine Children's Hospital and Jeff Gordon's Children's Center. (laughs) So CMO stands for Chief Medical Officer, just for those of you who didn't know. Our goal as we go forward, in these podcasts is to have a quick and fun way to get to know the leaders of the Central Division and allow us to stay informed on the events, resources, and services that are available to you at the Central Division and hopefully provide a laugh or two. How are we going to do this? Well we know communication is the key. You get plenty of emails and there's message boards in the lounges and word of mouth isn't always as effective as we'd like. So we're trying this podcast and maybe in the future we'll try other media forums as well. This is part two of our interview with Dr. Derek Raghavan.
1: I'm gonna switch gears a little bit again also. Um, With so many changes in healthcare, so many changes in our landscape, in the landscape of Charlotte, in the landscape of Atrium Health, what things, do you see as threats? What things do you see that, that worries you? Mm-hmm. Sometimes a threat is actually a blessing in disguise, recognizing that. It's how you turn it around and how you spin it and how you see it as an opportunity. But what what keeps you up at night?
2: I have to be honest. Nothing keeps me up at night. <laughs> me neither. Uh, I'm, I'm a relatively calm person. But I think challenges that wo- that could cause worry is stupidity. You know, in the medical profession, we've got... People who don't think about what they're doing, they do stuff because they can. And that comes back to Sarge Joy's question of why do leadership? One of the things you can do in leadership is to show people that it's a very bad idea to do stuff just because it's there and can be done. Mm -hmm. And our group at Levine Cancer Institute, one of the things I'm really proud of is the number of physician leaders who think very carefully about what they're doing and why they're doing it. And the the mantra is, if it's good for patients and families, it's a good thing to do. If you prolong life for, say, a month at huge cost or with huge toxicity, that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. If you offer people a long prolongation with improved quality or cure, that's worth doing. One of the things we're introducing in the very near future is something we're calling the Financial Toxicity Board. And the idea of that is to actually look at people who are struggling financially because of the cost of treatment or the drugs and thinking about strategies to deal with it. So just like a tumor board, we're having our first one in July and that will be actually looking at what are the avoidable costs, how can we bring costs down, what can we do to make it easier for patients and cheaper for patients, and so on? Are you going to have patients on that board? We will have patients on the board. They will be able to or, self-refer. Or we will have, Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and so going back to yeah. you know, we have a patient family advisory council, mm-hmm. and that has looked at everything we did uh, for LCI2. They had strong input into LCI1, uh, and they're very actively involved in most of the decision process. And and we also have a staff council, which... Uh, is basically elected members of our frontline staff who meet with me on a regular basis and can carry messages about what's working, what isn't working, what would they like to see change. That's one of the reasons, I think, why our staff engagement is so high and our patient engagement and satisfaction scores Mm -hmm. are very high.
0: Yeah, if you guys haven't had a chance to go see your uh, new facility, the second LCI2 building, it's absolutely uh, amazing the amount of thought that went into building that and uh, the, the, the focus on the patient and uh, the way it's laid out, amazing. One it's of awesome. the
1: things that I find is very refreshing about there that is, that is translatable from I mean, Levine Children's, Children's Hospital is I think the thought that cancer and chronic illness is a family problem not an individual problem much like every childhood can childhood illness especially the chronic ones that's a complete family issue and and, and L, the, you, you at lci your, your whole team gets that well, um, and that's LCH very clear
2: was in place before we developed lci and one of the things that i really liked the most when i was new and hearing and it's actually influenced me a little bit in coming one of the things it did was when I heard about how you have those colored lights on the windows so Uh parents can identify the window that their kid is in. I mean, Uh how cool is that, that's so good. You know, uh, one other thing I just mentioned, you know, we were talking leadership, and I think, Saj, without blowing smoke, you know, I think, I said this to you when you took your current role, you used to be at Pineville, and if ever at five minutes to midnight, I got a phone call about a patient in the emergency department there where something wasn't working the way it should and I called you. What was so extraordinary was you would say, I will take care of it. Not I'll text someone, I'll email someone, but you'd say I'll take care of it and I will call you back. And Drew is the same here at the kids. And that is one of the parameters of leadership. It is to take ownership of the clinical problem and allow that to be fixed rather than
0: the handoff. The higher up you get, the more important it is that you close loops. And I think that is part of the intent of this podcast. I think one of our uh, problems that we identify is communication and effective communication. Sending an email, having a newsletter, that doesn't necessarily work because our... Let's, let's take be serious about it. People are communicating in different modalities, and if a podcast can get them an information about, hey, who's Dr. Derek Raghavan, and find out about that in a 10-minute, 15-minute podcast and, and get some advice about what we're doing with LCI, what we're doing at Atrium Health and Central Division, that's a, a, an effective approach. Is, that's what our goal is. In it's- every
1: part of the conversation, I think people will see, or at least I'm seeing, that every part of that conversation gets back to the patient and then whether you're talking about your leadership journey or whether you're talking about growth of your programs or whether you're talking about collaboration with other programs or building up your your faculty uh, and their careers it is all going back to the patient and their families so
2: i'll tell you a, a brief story that i think is so relevant and i mean this happens here at atrium all the time i can't tell you well i've called both of you guys you know i've called dianity i've called jeff rose i mean you call a leader and they will take care of the problem this story i think is even better so my daughter has a bazillion friends one of my daughters they both do and one of their friends at a young age has developed breast cancer in another state so she asked my daughter if she could kind of walk through it with me and and i've you know she's a little isolated from her family and so i've become sort of like a godfather fairy godfather in fairy this. godfather no just godfather, godfather. We'll just keep all, right, all right all right <laughs> he always is so cute that joy you bring joy to i this was discussion. wondering where he, i was wondering where he keeps his right. magic wand <laughs> so anyway boys let's yes. focus now yes, focus, focus, focus. Focus. focus both of you that's another thing in leadership don't get off don't go chasing <laughs> a squirrels. little bit anyway yeah. let me get back because this important yes So this young woman has used me as a counsellor and is at another centre. So I called a friend of mine who is in a similar position. I called this guy and said, you know, I've known this person for a long time. She's dealing with breast cancer, scared to death. Can you just be a safety net? And within hours he had called her to say, Derek called me, just wanted you to know I'm mm-hmm. here, I'm ready, and so on. Our, our breast team is amazing. Rich White and uh, Antoinette Tan get people in, processed, fixed. They see the plastic surgeons, they see the radiotherapists, they have their blood work done, they have their biopsies. It's all done, soup to nuts, in about four or five days. This center is a little slower. So I called my friend, I said, you know, I'm, I'm a little concerned. I'm talking to this kid she's on tenterhooks, she's had a biopsy, nobody's called with the result, can you just speed it up a little? I'd, you know, I'm not saying you should do it, just can you get someone involved? Yeah. Within half an hour, uh, this young woman texted me to say she'd heard the result, then uh, the date for her surgery was delayed by two and a half weeks, emailed to my friend saying just seems like a long delay any possibilities and he wrote back and said i already spotted that i'm on it i mean this is the head of another cancer institute Mm -hmm. looking after someone that i randomly got him involved Mm -hmm. in and that's goes back to the question of what's leadership about it's personal responsibility He could have handed it to a secretary or the fellow Mm -hmm. or the resident or somebody and Mm -hmm. washed his hands of it but it's multiple touch points of personal involvement and that's what atrium is about you know Top-down, bottom-up, people are engaged. The boss, Mr. Woods, and before him, Mr. Tarwater, felt strongly that you should have a thing called connect to purpose Mm -hmm. when you have administrative Mm -hmm. meetings. It reminds the non-medical people what they're about and why, and that Mm -hmm. is a very healthy cultural thing. The tradition of Charlotte Memorial, where we look after everybody that comes through Mm -hmm. the doors as well as we can, is so important compared to other centers that advertise all the cool work they do. There was an announcement in the papers today that a place had given a $10,000 grant to lung screening in the indigent. Hmm. We have a southeastern program we've developed, and we've now, I didn't mention this before, we now have University of Virginia, uh, Vanderbilt, University of Kentucky, and that well-known southern state, Maine Health. Or, Maine, that are involved in our lung screening program. This will be a game changer nationally when we finish the study we're doing. And so, you know, the tradition of the way Atrium works it looks after everyone, it gives the best possible care, and it gives them access to international rock stars means we must be doing something well. And it's all, if I can put it this way, on the backs of our most extraordinary primary care physicians. You know, if you look at the diabetes program, and the results they're getting, people like Dave McWilliam and Alicia Cole and folks like that, amazing work.
0: So, you absolutely work hard. You count on accountability and responsibility and ownership as primary um, expectations out of everyone you work with. But, do, you know, when you have fun, um, you know, what, what do you do for fun?
2: I'd like to say I never have fun and we'd end that. But, in <laughs> no. fact, uh, so I've got a lot of interests. Yeah. Uh, I may be. The absolutely most dangerous and worst golf player at Quail Hollow. <laughs> <laughs> I notice whenever I feel like practicing on the driving range, it's empty for some reason. Oh, Just nice. because the fact that I can hit a ball at 90 degrees in either direction without planning it is perhaps some that's, of the explanation. It's the
1: people walking around with full helmets with face masks. That's also sort of giveaway. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. On the golf
2: course, uh, yeah. <laughs> so is that... Um, I currently chair the board of the symphony, and it's actually kind of funny, because Stacy Nicholson, who runs Levine Kids, chairs the board of the chorale. So we've been working, kind of humming to each other, getting these two organizations to work more in synchrony, so that's been kind of fun. Um, I've been known once in a while, uh, you know, on public holidays, to drink a little wine. Okay. Um, okay. I have uh, two daughters and a stepdaughter. Well, Meg is actually almost as close as my stepdaughters, and three son-in-laws who need to be kept in line. Uh huh. You know, next generation grandchildren coming along the pike. Um, so I've got a lot of interests. I drive a, a, a sports car occasionally, only I of course at the speed that. limit. Okay. Um, okay. So there's that.
0: Well. Let me ask you this, this really important question, okay? Because we do like to work hard, but we mm-hmm. also like to play hard. Uh, so let me ask you this question that I know you know the answer for. What did the rooster say to the hen? Uh,
2: this is being broadcast to the kids' hospital. Yes, so. that <laughs> is yes, correct. Yes. I have no idea.
0: Don't count your chickens before they hatch.
1: Wow. <sighs>
2: Boy. We need, yeah, right, right. we need some work I on like humor. I like my, my 15-year-old. year old light bulb better. joke. Yep. I agree. Uh, one, so each one, one. of you guys must be giving Meredith money <laughs> to go <laughs> up, <laughs> on the machine because she wouldn't do it spontaneously. No, she, she would not. I'd hit. like the people out there in television and radio land to know Meredith just rolled her eyes <laughs> twice.
0: Derek, um, what are you most looking forward to in the next six months here at Atrium Health in the Central Division?
2: Well, I've got a new role, which is pretty interesting, of what is called chief of clinical network development gene woods is a pretty exciting boss to work for and he's spreading us out through the southeast and being part of that's going to be interesting uh i think i i likely will be part of uh, one of the members of the team talking to wake forest about how we might integrate a little more with them Um, you know we've also got relationships with unc chapel hill so we have two very strong medical schools where we teach students Mm -hmm. and uh, so i think That'll be exciting. And then to be honest, every day I come to work, uh, there's something cool that some, one of my people shows me. So Dr. Matt Ward, who's both a radiation oncologist in Sero, Southeast Radiation, and mm-hmm. part of LCI, uh, his boss, head of research, sent me three manuscripts today from three top journals that Matt has written on three different topics. Now, Matt has been here like 18 months. Uh, he was the chief fellow at the Cleveland Clinic, and it was, again, a rock star who's publishing and doing work and getting used to a new place. But this stuff was looking at health economics. It was looking at a particular type of treatment. That is what floats my boat. I come in, and just about every day, someone has done something cool that I'm really proud of. So that's, that's the next six months. It'll just happen a zillion times. That's awesome.
0: Well, I think what we see from, from you, Derek, is that you're very passionate about the work that you do, and you're passionate about who you do it for, which is our patients. And who you do it for is as a mentor. It's also for the, 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 the leaders, uh, just not just the leaders, but all members of the medical discipline that want to aspire to, uh, to be the best they can be. And it, by menteeing them, uh, mentoring them, I should say, Uh, you're providing to the opportunity to share that forward so we thank you for that Uh, perhaps I could just give a final word to all the people who are leaders
2: out there yeah and so whenever you do anything if the final word isn't and I owe it all to my wife you will have a very (laughs) cold reception when you get home so I've been incredibly blessed that Judy has put up with the hours I spend doing this that's
0: wonderful any last thoughts
1: no, I just, uh, I just wanted to thank you, Dr. Ragavan, for being here and, and sharing with, with all of us. I think it's clear that your integrity and your commitment um, and your ability to, to, to listen is, uh, is, is unparalleled. Um, and so uh, we appreciate having you here, and I hope that the audience um, gets as much out of it as we did.
2: Rye irony. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That is absolutely solid integrity.
0: Okay, good man. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Pleasure.
1: We hope you enjoyed our podcast. We're currently focusing on leaders in the, in the Central Division. Up next will be Dr. Stacy Nicholson, President of Pediatric Services. See you next time. Stay classy.